the time is 9 o'clock. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Friday, March 1st on today's show. The leader of the official opposition, Liberal Susan Holt, was in Sackville yesterday touring the Drew Nursing Home, meeting with Tanchamar Council, and hosting a talk session with healthcare workers. CHMA spoke with Holt, and we'll bring you that interview coming up shortly. We also talked with Tanchamar Public Works Director John Apple about how Tanchamar fared in the recent heavy rainfall. But first, some local news and information briefs. Mount Allison has appointed a new university president. Dr. Ian Sutherland will take over as the school's 16th president and vice-chancellor on July 15th. This is not the first presidency Sutherland has been considered for. He was in the running to become president of St. Thomas University last year when former Mount Allison Dean of Business Nauman Faruqi got the job instead. Sutherland is currently living in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, where he serves as vice president of Memorial University in charge of the Grenfell campus. In a Mount Allison news release, Sutherland says he is elated and humbled to be joining the team at Mount Allison. The release says Sutherland originally trained as a professional pianist. He has a bachelor and master of music degrees from Memorial and completed his PhD in sociology and philosophy at the University of Exeter. Sutherland will take over from Dr. Robert McKinnon, who has been serving as interim president since September. The Amherst Police Department is asking for the public's help to locate a man that is wanted by police in connection with a robbery and assault in the community. According to a news release, police have issued an arrest warrant for 37-year-old Jamie Trenholm regarding a robbery and assault that took place at an Amherst residence on February 25th. Trenholm is described as approximately six feet tall with black hair, brown eyes, and a medium build. Police believe that Trenholm could be in New Brunswick or Nova Scotia and ask that if you see Jamie Trenholm, you do not approach him and call 911 immediately. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Amherst Police Department at 902-667-8600 or contact them through Crime Stoppers. Schools are back open today, but at least one area bus route, Route 204, is cancelled today due to regional flooding. According to New Brunswick's 511 service, Route 106 between Memramcook and Dorchester is closed with water still across the road as of Thursday evening. The most recent rainfall caused localized flooding in different spots throughout Tanchamar. CHMA called up Public Works Director John Apple to find out how the region fared. We did very well, really. I mean, uh, if you look at rainfall amounts in other areas that aren't too far from Tantramar, uh, we got off easy on this one. However, uh, you know, we had a couple of issues overnight that we had to respond to. We had some flooding from a a ditch that got overwhelmed because it was full of snow, so we had to go out in the middle of the night and remove the snow from the ditch. Um, And things were pretty good up until about 5 or 5.30 this morning, but then we had some intense rain that uh, overwhelmed some of the culverts and in areas where there's uh, um, tidal effects as well that uh, seemed to caused some issues. So we had uh, some flooding on Mount View Road in Sackville at Joe Brook. Um, we had a little bit of washing out across Art Mill Road, Fairfield uh, at one of the Fairfield Road just uh, beyond Crossman Road at one of the brooks there was uh, covered in water. Uh, 
Queens Road uh, in Sackville, <clears throat> the water was only up to the shoulder and did not get onto the road. Uh, same thing for up around Silver Lake. It was high but did not go over. And also on um, St. James Street, the retention ponds were very high but didn't go over the shoulder. So those are areas within um, that Public Works deals with at Sackville and, and Dorchester just outside areas that we deal with the Cape Road going to Dorchester Cape um, in DTI section that that had water over it and just outside Tantamar going to Memram Cook Route 106 uh, was covered in water as well. Those are typical areas that have problems with flooding anyway so a lot of people would be familiar with those areas and know to stay away from them. What kind of a response can public works make if a road is covered in water, you know, within the, your jurisdiction or if it's a, if it's a DTI ro- ro- road, do you have any role in that? Well, we communicate with DTI, number one. Um, so in the instance of the section that was flooded on Cape Road, we actually went out and put some signage up uh, warning people that uh, it was flooded and uh, contacted DTI to let them know so that they could respond accordingly. Um, for situations that we deal with that are flooding, uh, it depends on the situation. We have a lot of scenarios this time of year where there's snow and ice that may be built up in a driveway culvert that we're able to clear out the end of it to let the water flow so that the ditch isn't overwhelmed. So there's some simple ones like that. But generally speaking, if a road's flooded, it's probably a bit more than that where the downstream uh, doesn't have the capacity to take the water either. And so at that point, we're sort of blocking the road to warn, mo- warn motorists and pedestrians to, to stay off it and, and be safe. Because if it's submerged in water, you really don't know what's there. There could be a huge pothole and it could be hazardous. So we discourage people from trying to drive through that. But in a storm, we did go around and clear uh, catch basins and make sure that those were cleared yesterday along with culverts as best we could. Today, we've been you know, putting up signs, clearing culverts where those were the issues. We've gone in and we've uh, fixed a few washouts with, with gravel and and and, and uh, dealt with those things and done a little regrading to, to sort those. But in general, there's not much we can do when the water is flooding a road. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a- any sort of permanent damage that you, you will have to deal with eventually? Uh, there's still some a couple of washouts that we have to deal with. Um, we will take a look at some of the culverts where where there were issues and see if that's something that maybe we need to increase the culvert capacity going across the road or across the driveway to mitigate those situations in the future. But in general, those things are sized appropriately. It's just that this was a very intense bit of rain for a short period that overwhelmed the system. And with the ground being frozen, it it doesn't allow water to percolate into the soil, so you tend to get more surface runoff than you would, say, in the summer from a similar storm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that we, uh, I guess, fared okay because this the, the the rainfall wasn't quite as much as it could have been here, or you know, because we've sort of been making improvements to our infrastructure that make it a bit easier to handle a rainstorm like this? Certainly, for Lawrence Street. <clears throat> having the Lawrence Street storm mitigation has made it so that Lawrence Street did not flood during this storm. I think if this had been 10 years ago, Lawrence Street would have been underwater as well. 
So that's really helped. Having said that, I think that we did get off easy with this storm. It's been sort of the story of this winter so far for us where it seems Nova Scotia's been getting a lot of snow and now a lot of rain and we seem to have just missed it yet again. That's Public Works Director John Eppel speaking to CHMA on Thursday. Now on to today's feature interview. Opposition party leaders in New Brunswick have been on tour this week. The Green Party's David Kuhn was in town Tuesday. And on Thursday, Liberal leader Susan Holt spent the day meeting with various groups on a research trip, mostly focused on health care in the province. CHMA caught up with Holt after she met with Tanchamar Council on Thursday morning. The, the issue that came out first and foremost is the isthmus and the the threat uh, that that poses to the community, whether it's the farmers in the community or just the simple fact of being cut off and having their neighbors cut off and what that will do to the whole community. So that came out loud and clear, the need for action urgently on that. Um, I heard a lot of energy around housing. Uh, you know, the CAO made that point. Uh, and heard a lot of friction with the provincial government, whether it was from a Department of Transportation perspective, whether it was some of the stuff we were talking about with RSCs and that relationship and the lack of municipal financial reform, a sense that that the relationship with the provincial government isn't as strong or as smooth as it could be because they seem to think municipalities are okay. And it was pretty clear that... Um, they're not okay. They don't have the means to serve their residents the way they really want to. Um, is that similar? I mean, were you hearing similar things? You're on a tour right now, so you've been to other uh, municipal councils. Are, are these the same issues you've been hearing elsewhere? Definitely similar. Uh, I mean, the flooding and the isthmus issue is unique, although flooding isn't. Um, and one of the themes that we didn't just talk about, but the sort of RCMP public safety uh, conversation comes up at a lot of different municipalities. Housing absolutely comes up uh, as an issue that communities are grappling with. And then this relationship with the, their healthcare services, their healthcare providers, be starting to think about how do we recruit? How do we house? How do we lobby and engage with Horizon? and Vitalité on the health services in our community is uh, a pretty consistent conversation across lots of different communities in New Brunswick. Talk to me a bit about this tour. What's the what's the purpose behind it? Why why are you out here talking to councils? Yeah, the purpose of the tour is actually to take the pulse on our healthcare system on the ground, face to face with people who work in healthcare. Um, and because I'm here doing that, I always like to take the opportunity to connect with mayors and councils to really understand what's going on on the ground. Uh, but my goal was to have candid conversations about care with the people who are face to face with New Brunswickers and who are delivering that care because it does look different community to community. Um, and it looks different whether we're at a nursing home or whether we're at a hospital or a health center. And so, um, yeah, I'm really, really keen to understand what people who work in healthcare in the Tantramar region are experiencing. Uh, so to that point, it, what else, who else are you, will you be talking to today? I'm going to the Drew Nursing Home uh, to tour there and to understand their challenges. I've been to a lot of nursing homes in the last weeks, um, and I'm getting more and more concerned uh, about the fragility of that sector in New Brunswick. Uh, we're doing the coffee drop-in at Ada's uh, for any healthcare worker to come uh, and unload their story to me and to give them a chance to be heard. 
um, I mean, we heard Bruce talk about the mice. I, I, I learned through these conversations that that was an issue at the Moncton Hospital. And so I think that's a symptom of a healthcare system that's in crisis if we've got rodents living in our hospitals. Um, I'm guessing a lot of what you hear is going to help inform a, an election platform. We're looking at an election in October. Well, I mean, we think we're looking at an election in October, <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Um, you know, you've also, the Liberals have had a policy convention recently. Uh, what do you, you know, what do you think are the main issues that are going to be focused on in your platform? Obviously, you can't, you don't have a platform to talk about yet, but what do you think are going to be the key issues? Yeah. Well, accessing healthcare is the number one issue we hear from New Brunswickers everywhere. They either don't have a doctor or a clinic or a primary care home. They don't have confidence that if they went to the ER, they would be able to get served. Um, they worry that if they find themselves in hospital, they may never leave because getting access to long-term care is really challenging. So we hear a lot of fear around healthcare, um, and we hear it that it's people-based. We don't have the resources, and the resources we have are not feeling respected, right? They don't feel heard. They don't feel valued. Um, and so I think we have to start with retention. We need a government that's going to care for the people that it's caring for us and show them that we want to keep every single one of them, that they're valued, and that we'll start rebuilding the system with them. We've heard conversations about local control versus centralized control. Is that on the agenda when, when the Liberal Party is discussing, you know, healthcare reform? Are you considering like structural changes? Uh, or are you considering like resources that need to be injected here and there? It's absolutely structural change. We can't just add resources to the current system because it's broken. And we need to transform how we deliver primary care so that people can get access to a team of people at a broad set of hours to care for their loved ones with the right services at the right time. Um, but we are actually a big fan of local across the board. So we think for far too long we have centralized in Fredericton and we need to get out of Fredericton and into community and empower communities to develop the tailored local solutions that make sense for their neighbors and for their reality, not some one-size-fits-no-one policy that's been thought up in Fredericton that won't quite fit the nature of this unique community. So we're going to be pushing a, a decentralization agenda across a number of files that includes healthcare. That's Liberal Leader Susan Holt speaking with CHMA on Thursday morning after meeting with Tantramar Council. Holt also visited the Drew Nursing Home and hosted a healthcare workers talk session at Ada's Cafe. That's it for Tanjamar Report for Friday, March 1st. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. That dialogue on 106.9 FM. Want to hear about something really cool? Bring your blades and dance moves for a licensed adult skate with DJ Neil Patterson at the Tantramar Veterans Memorial Civic Center. Yes, you heard it right. 
St. Patrick's Day Adult Disco Skate will be taking place on March 15th from 9.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Tantramar Veterans Memorial Civic Center. Do not forget to bring your blades and some really cool dance moves. I have a question for all you people listening to CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes. I'd like to ask you, uh, why does the capital of Ireland have so many people? I don't know. Why does the capital of Ireland have so many people? Because it's Dublin every day. Exponentially yours. 106.9 FM, CHMA. And here's Brian Nielsen with your CHMA Sports Update. This is your CHMA Sports Update for Friday, March 1st. A whole bunch of games in the NBA last night to tell you about, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks being the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte, 111.99. Magic beat the Jazz in Orlando, 115.107. Nets beat the Hawks by 27 in Barclays Center, 124.97. Warriors, 110. New York Knicks, 99. The Spurs beat the Thunder at home, 132.118. The Suns beat... The Rockets by 5, 110, 105 in Phoenix. The Denver Chicken Nuggets with a 103-97 victory over the Miami Heat, a rematch of last year's NBA Finals. And in overtime, the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Washington Wizards 134-131. In the NHL last night, the Bruins beat the Golden Knights 5-4 in Boston. Toronto doubles up uh, the Arizona Coyotes 4-2. Islanders beat Detroit 5-3 on the road. Buffalo in overtime over the Lightning 3-2 in Tampa Bay. In a shootout, the Panthers beat the Canadians at home 4-3. Carolina doubles up the Blue Jackets 4-2 in Columbus. Nashville all over the Wild with a 6-1 victory at home. Dallas beats the Jets. Stars with a 4-1 victory there. Colorado shuts out Chicago in Chicago 5-0. LA at least allowed Vancouver to score a goal, but they won 5-1 in Vancouver. The Kraken shut out the Penguins in the Battle of the Sea Creatures 2-0 in Seattle. And a 6-4 final in the California showdown between the Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks. Ducks flapping their feathers, showing their victory. And friends, just so you know, on sale now. From March 13th to March 16th, the CCAA Men's Basketball Nationals hosted by Mount Allison University are on sale now. And that was Brian Nielsen with your sports update. Don't forget to tune in weekdays 8, 9, 12, and 5 for Brian's sports update. And of course, listen to the morning show Mondays, 7.30, about 9. And there's also some sports commentary at 8.30. Thanks so much, Brian. Hi, everyone. My name is Ellen Pickle from Tidewater Books and Browsery in beautiful downtown Sackville. And you're listening to CHMA 106.9 in Sackville, New Brunswick. This is Nancy Bunch with Bunch Crunch. We have all sorts of freeze-dried candy to satisfy your sweet tooth, including vegan-friendly options. 
You can find me at Sackville Farmer's Market every Saturday. Or you can find me online at Bunch Crunch Foods on Instagram or Facebook. Hi, my name is Robin and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. This is Hannah, and you're listening to The Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Ready to get your dance shoes on? Well, Latinacion is performing live at the Sackville Curling Club on March 2nd. Latinacion members hail from Colombia and played in bands across the country before coming together in Moncton. They are now in demand around the Maritimes. Do not forget to attend this event at the Sackville Curling Club at 22 Lansdowne on March 2nd, 2024 from 8pm to 12am. You can now get your tickets on Eventbrite with $10 for early bird and $15 after February 25th. They have also requested you to please bring indoor shoes to keep their dance floor dry. And also, Curling Club Lounge and Bar will be open for socializing. Hope to see you all there. Thank you, Siley, for that lovely local announcement. I sure am excited for the music going on at the Sackville Curling Club this Saturday. All right, everyone. You just heard from Brian Nielsen with your sports update. And before that was Erica Butler with your CHMA Tantramar report. So thank you too very much, as always, for those informative minutes. Your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday morning. And welcome to the Late Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Walls McCain Student Center. The time is currently 9.22, and I have a local weather update for you all. So, first things first, minus 13 outside today, uh, minus 23 with the wind chill. It is a chilly one for sure. A mix of sun and cloud today with a 30% chance of flurries early this morning. And then clearing up with a wind chill of minus 24 at the coldest and minus 12 in the afternoon. A few clouds this evening with a low of minus 9 and a wind chill of minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud. The wind will be around 20 kilometers an hour in the morning. But it'll be a high of plus eight. A high of plus eight. You have heard me right. Uh, minus 12 with the wind chill at the coldest point tomorrow. Showers in the evening with a low of plus four. And then on Sunday, more showers with a high of plus 10. And cloudy with a 30% chance of showers in the evening and a low of plus four. So it's looking to be warming up perhaps a little bit of rain on the way but other than that 
it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Now, it's going to be cloudy Monday through what is looking like Thursday, um, high of plus 10 with a low of minus 2 on Monday, and then on Tuesday, a high of plus 8 and a low of plus 4 with a 60% chance of showers. Uh, And that 60% chance goes all the way through Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, But at least the high is going to be in the positive numbers. So looks like it's warming up. Perhaps, perhaps in the forecast, there is spring on the way. One can hope anyways. All right, everyone. I almost forgot. Happy first day of March. Happy first day of March. How exciting is that? We already made it through two full months of 2024. My goodness, the time is going quickly. All right. How about we get into some music? Let's start off with Tova and VBND with their song, Hughes. My favorite colors, you make the sky my favorite shade of blue. I light up every time you're coming through, and I just thought that I should let you know life feels better when I'm in your glow. Give me all the things I need to grow, everything is darker when you go. So
Feels better with you.